commence primary ignition. Primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to Mando Talk. And this is Boba Festivities number four. Number four coming in hot. And joining me is DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan. How you doing, DJ? Doing good. Just um, happy Rogue One Day, everybody. There you go. Um, it's Rogue One's whatever anniversary. And I don't know. It's like a fourth or fifth anniversary. I, I can't even remember fifth. fifth. Okay. I believe it's fifth. Okay. And uh, as you can see, we are going full blown Boba Fett Christmas tonight. I mean, Christmas, the snow. I don't sing. <laughs> I don't I'm sing. A dr- I'm a, I don't I'm sing a drummer. I don't know. I don't. Singing doesn't compute with me. I'm just going to be real honest with you. I, there you go. I got put in seventh grade choir for some reason and I never looked back. <laughs> well, I mean, I am singing a joyous chorus tonight to discuss Boba festivities, man. We got some Book of Boba Fett news yes. that we are going yes. to rapidly hit. But I am going to go ahead and say this, guys. I apologize, but due to my commitment uh, to the wife, we are going to see No Way Home in a couple yes. of hours. So this Book of book of Boba Fett, this Boba festivities uh, is going to have to be a little bit shorter uh, we're probably going to go for about 30 minutes here, a little short episode, but you're going to get what we had planned. And that is we are going to revisit the Mandalorian chapter 16, the rescue. But before we do that, we always, always, always let you know of the recent book of Boba Fett news that's out there. So we're going to rapid fire this thing. DJ, what were you calling it before we went live? Oh man, we're gonna hold on maneuver this. Hold on, we're gonna just straight up hit it and go. Do yeah. it. Let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> here are the Book of Boba Fett news pieces that have come out in the past week. A new TV spot titled Ready that definitely teases war. That was the first thing. Second thing, rumors, and I stress rumors of Han Solo and Grogu potentially making an appearance. I promise we are probably going to come back to that rumor in a later date whenever we get to our prediction show. Uh, A new interview between The Hollywood Reporter and Robert Rodriguez and Dave Filoni with great insight and teases on the series, specifically discussing why we haven't necessarily gotten like a big wow moment in trailers, which is very exciting. I can't wait to discuss uh, that news piece some more. And uh, yeah, those three big things, DJ, anything you want to add to those three, just in general, before we kind of move into the next thing. TV spots. Good rumors. (laughs) I'm kind of iffy about. Yeah. Um, And the article from the Hollywood reporter is Mm -hmm. superb. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So listen, we're going to discuss those things and more on our next and final Boba festivities. Number five, the book of Boba Fett predictions. And that is going to come on the eve of the book of Boba Fett on December 28th 
live. Now, to know exactly when we go live, the best way to do that, the easiest way to do that is subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the bell. That way, whatever device you're on, you get that immediate notification whenever we do go live. So we would greatly appreciate your subscription in that way. And also, another way to know when we go live is to follow us at Mando Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're, we're everywhere. I can't yes. wait to dive deeper into those into those news pieces that unfortunately we can't really dive too deep in. Uh, but just like RFB in the chat saying, read that Hollywood Reporter article. Absolutely. Like it, it's a great read. I highly suggest all of our audience to check it out. Very insightful, very interesting behind the scenes kind of details tipped tip of the cap there from Robert Rodriguez and Dave Filoni. OK, those yeah, are the yeah. news pieces from the book of Boba Fett in the past week. But we are going to focus on revisiting the Mandalorian chapter 16, the rescue to make sure that we, me and DJ, and also you are ready to go as far as the book of Boba Fett uh, coming up here in about two weeks. It's coming boys. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to get here quick before we even really have a chance to even feel like dissect it at all. So just for the sake of time, I want you to get to your movie on time, Caleb, and I want you and Maddie to have a great dinner together. Although yes. you don't know where you're eating yet. I don't I hope know. You have a good dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Thank hope you. you. Have a good dinner together. <laughs> so let's get out of here. So you guys can go have date night. How about that? Sound good. Let's do it. Let's do it. I got to do some Christmas shopping anyway. So let's get this <laughs> show on the road. All right. This is our revisit of the Mandalorian chapter 16, the rescue, arguably one of the best episodes in Gosh. Mandalorian season two. Yes. Um, I mean, just in all fairness and all honesty, it yes. is legitimately one of the best, if not the best. Now, mm -hmm. as far as Boba Fett goes, he's only in this for, man, like a short period of time. Yeah, he's not so in let's just talk about. Yeah, he, and, and Fennec, you know, she's in it throughout, but she doesn't do a whole lot that's just like, you got to talk about it a whole mm -hmm. ton. But we're going to mention some Fennec Shan stuff here in just a moment. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Opening shot, Slave One, flying through space shooting at an Imperial shuttle that is carrying Dr. Pershing, who was running experiments on Grogu in season one. Now, Slave One is equipped, we learn, with ion cannons that disable the shuttle. Boba mm -hmm. speaks over an intercom system, lower your shields, disengage all transponders, prepare for boarding. No, no quarter, no warning, just I'm here, we're doing uh -huh. this, get ready for it. So much Boba in that moment is just mm -hmm. so cool. Tells us exactly who he is and tells us exactly who we need to know about or what we need to know about him come December 29th of this year. So, Caleb, anything you want to add on that just before we go into the next thing? No, I mean, other than it, as far as catching my attention goes with, with Boba Fett, I this opener, I mean, he's got skills. They're multiplying, yeah. and I'm losing control yeah. watching watching him do Absolutely. his thing uh, no. in this opener. And I can't wait. But we've talked about this in the past with Boba festivities. Yeah, they really in Mandalorian season two displayed his piloting very well, and oh, I really absolutely. hope they continue to pull on that thread in uh, the book of Boba Fett. No, I do too, and um, you know I think it got a little bit of that from Django, a little bit of that from mm -hmm. Bora Singh for the Clone Wars fans out there, and. You know, who who knows who else he learned how to fly from. So yeah. I'm sure he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeves when it comes to flying 
that wonderful, wonderful uh, ship. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Now let's look at the next thing we see with Slave One. It rises above like the windshield of the shuttle and the two cockpits of the two ships are facing one another, mimicking the Star Destroyer reveal in A New Hope. That's what I saw. That's Ooh, how I, I didn't even think it. about that. I didn't even think about that. That's I'm watching it the other day. And to be completely honest with you, I forgot how this episode even began. Yeah. Yeah. I, did too. I didn't even remember how it began because I'm, I'm always focused on Luke as mm. most of us are, you know, right, right. It's hard not to, but I was focused on that initially, but now coming back to this, it's like, Oh, this looks a ton. Like they're just mimicking that spaceship. Mm -hmm. You know, they've kind of done that twice in this, in this season of Mandalorian. Um, we can get into that on another time maybe, but all right. So they basically wasted no time and showing off Boba Fett in this episode. Yeah. Um, the overall epicness of mm -hmm. one Boba Fett cannot be, you know, overstated. It, it just, it, it's too cool what he does. I mean, we've talked about his flying, but let's talk about that. Just that quick little piece of dialogue, disengage all transponders, mm -hmm. prepare for boarding. I mean, that, that has to tell us where we're going in book of Boba Fett to some degree. What do you think? Caleb? Mm -hmm. Man, I didn't even think about it in that sense. Disengage all transponders, prepare for yeah. boarding. I mean, it's no, it's no quarter, it's no mercy. He's just like, I'm here. Deal with it. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of who he is in this moment. Yeah, and, and I definitely it, think it, that it's like sorry, I was just gonna say, I think that that portrays definitely his personality, his vibes, the way that he goes about his business. And yeah, I, I fully expect to see those traits carry into book of boba yeah i 100 agree you know I, I don't even want to add anything else to that because you said it so well <laughs> now um here we go now after a couple of the moments you know cara dune uh, shoots a dude in the face they take <laughs> yeah. dr pershing and that's kind of crazy in and of itself if if cara dune was confirmed to be in book of boba we would talk about it but yeah she's not and likely of that happening is next to zero so <laughs> um just you know you take that how you want now mm -hmm. well the next thing we really see that's boba centric is boba and din Djarin walk into a bar it sounds like the setup to a joke <laughs> i wish i had a joke i thought about trying to make a joke for this for like uh -huh. two days no i actually made these notes on monday so i've been thinking about this <laughs> since monday trying to make up a joke i can't think of one so boba and din walk into a bar um that's it they walk into a bar to have a conversation with Bo-Katan and Koska Reeves. Now, before they walk into the bar, we actually do get to see the Mandalorian ships and then also Slave One. And then in a few moments later, we actually see the Imperial shuttle next to um, those ships as well, I think at another, another point. So it's kind of neat to see all these different uh, spaceships next to one another, both from the original trilogy, something that was featured in the prequels, and also something featured in animation now brought into live action. Um, those those ships there and I think that's something that is really important you know as far as our, our our Clone Wars and Rebels fans and Resistance fans as well you know everybody wants to see those certain pieces of animation pulled into live action and it's nice that Mandalorian has uh, done that mm -hmm. um, wouldn't you agree Caleb oh 100% and I think yeah. that gives me confidence that we're going to continue to get those connections like you said like you alluded yeah. to there yeah, as far as as far as I'm concerned, we're going to continue to get those connections. Absolutely. Now, um, Bo-Katan hears Boba say it in. Come on. We don't need them. Let's get out of here. Um, kind of in a conversation. Go back. I'm not going to try to read every little thing that um, that I wrote out initially, and I'm not going to quote everything from the episode. Mm -hmm. But 
essentially what we have here is Bo-Katan hears his voice, turns to him and says, you're not a Mandalorian. And Boba yeah. then says, ne I never said I was. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the question I've posed to us tonight. Is Boba more concerned with having his armor than being considered a Mandalorian? Caleb, what do you think? Yeah, I think Boba is more concerned with being the son to his father rather than having any form of connections with this culture or creed of the armor that he wears. I think he's just more so concerned with living out what his father wanted or kind of raised right. him up to be uh, right. more, more so than any culture or anything like he's not going to, he's not going to do what Din Djarin's doing. Boba's going to do what Boba wants to do. And that's what makes Boba yeah. Fett so cool. So dominant, so awesome. And so, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think he has zero concern with being considered Mandalorian. And I don't think he has concern with what anyone really calls him. He just does what he's got to do. <laughs> he does what Boba does and yeah. Boba does do well, whatever that means. <laughs> um, I, I would have to say, yeah, I'm kind of with the same line of thinking as you. I don't think he cares about being a Mandalorian, mm -hmm. which may be a message to the fans. It should more be. Than, should be a more message than anybody to me. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I need, I, I'm not like the guy who's going to sit here and argue until I'm blue in the face about whether or not uh. he's a Mandalorian. I know <laughs> others might. Caleb, you sound like you're one of those folks. No, but no. I mean, it's just, you know, they, they've alluded to Django being a foundling. So I just sure, feel like, yeah. you know, by association. by association. Yeah, by association. But by, <laughs> but by association, Boba could give a crap. You know, he, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care at all, it seems like. So, OK, yeah. let's get to this next thing. Um, Den says to Bo-Katan, they're trying to find Gideon and they're wanting her help, um, just to regain, I'm sorry, I'm kind of messed this up. Den says to Bo-Katan that finding Gideon could help her in mm. efforts to regain control of Mandalore. Boba then says, you gotta be kidding me. Mandalore <laughs> further solidifying his, I don't give a mess, whatever about, yeah. about Mandalore. And so here's the question. Does Boba have any care? for Mandalorian or the Mandalorians for that matter at all. Caleb, what do you think? Currently? No. Could I yeah. see them using that as a plot point in the book of Boba Fett? Maybe not early in the show, at least, but mm. maybe he comes around to, you know, this buddy cop relationship that he's got with Din Djarin now. Maybe sure. he gets that sense of starting to care for those people. Because, again, we talked about how Boba is very much influenced by what his father did and how he was. Yeah. Obviously, Jango has connections to Mandalorian people, and, and maybe Boba will discover that and, and make him want to care. But right now, wow. he doesn't. Right now, he doesn't care. <laughs> I hadn't considered that at all as an option and I'm going to just go ahead and just, I was already kind of on the fence on this one. I'm going to say he just won't ever really return to any kind of Mandalorian tie at all. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think that's fair I, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think both points are totally fair, but for the sake of being different, but also because I was already kind of leaning that way anyway, I'm going to go with now we're not going to get any kind of real Mandalore type stuff in, in book of Boba. Mm -hmm. And I think this just kind of tells us who Boba is in, in a nutshell. Okay. Now, Bo-Katan, this conversation is quite detailed, by the way. In fact, yeah, it is. this is, I mean, it's impressive. I, first watch, you know, it was about a year ago, I guess, or whenever mm -hmm. it came out, but Crazy. Uh, I don't yeah, remember, I don't remember any of this, you know, from then. And I've only rewatched it maybe once or twice since then, except for the Luke Skywalker stuff I've watched. 
again and again, you know, so mm-hmm. like, yeah. I like, like a good star Wars fan should. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Bo-Katan says to Boba, you are disgraced to your armor. Boba then says this armor belonged to my father. Bo then says, don't you mean your donor, which those are fighting words. Yeah, they are. Boba says careful princess, which I'm going to come back to that here in just a second. Okay. Bo-Katan Bo then says, you are a clone. I've heard your voice thousands of times. Boba says, mine might be the last one you hear. Mm. Costco Reeves then takes a swing at Boba and they have it out. Albeit briefly, I could have watched them fight for like the whole 45 minutes of this episode. Yeah. yeah I'm being totally absolutely. honest. Now, <laughs> she stops the fight. They convince, you know, her and, and Costco to, you know, go help get Grogu. And then she gets the uh, light cruiser. It belongs to Moff Gideon when it's all said and done, which I said in a previous episode, I wanted Din Djarin to get it. Mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's going to happen because of this and i totally had oversight on that one so that's unfortunate din Djarin still has no uh ship for mando 3 so <laughs> that's that's something for a different day i suppose now is this sequence okay this whole conversation they've had between him and bo-katan and Casca is this sequence contradicted by boba revealing Django to be a foundling he, he kind of the whole time, I'll take it and then I'll pass it back to you, Caleb. He kind of this whole conversation seems like, A, I don't care about Mandalore. B, I'm, I don't consider myself a Mandalorian. However, my dad was. Now, Bogotan's like, you mean you're a clone? And he's like, don't you dare call me that. I'm my own person, which is actually right on point with every mm-hmm. clone ever. So um there you go, Boba. Do what you want with that. Now I say that Boba's going to kick down my door in a minute and, and come and put me in carbonite, which I won't be upset about. I get to meet Boba Fett. But um, all that being said, all that kind of comes back to this question. Is this sequence contradicted by Boba revealing Jango to be a foundling? I think it's not contradictory necessarily, but it is um, an issue that you kind of alluded to a minute ago, Caleb. They could probably pull that plot point in there. So now I'm being hypocritical. There's a chance that this may... I wrote the notes. What am I doing? Um, there's a chance they could pull pull from that, but I yeah. don't know. I still don't think. I still don't know. I just I'm kind of really on the fence about a lot of this Mandalorian Mandalore stuff with Boba. Me too. And I, I honestly kind of hope that they clear it up a little bit in Book of Boba Fett. I don't really know how much so they will do that though. I'm not like committed to that is a must in the series. Sure. I, I really just want to see Boba Fett do some cool things. We got Blue Harvest Bricks in the chat that said in some Legends material, either book or comic, Boba becomes the ruler of Mandalore. Uh, yeah, I, that is true, I believe. Wow. I, I don't. That. I don't see that happening, though, in this now canon iteration. I think it's either Din Djarin or Bo-Katan that's going to end up on that throne. I don't think Boba Fett has any well want, any want no. to do it. Well, it's currently... Din Djarin is the ruler of right. Mandalore. Yeah. I mean, by the right of the Darksaber. Now, what that means for Bo-Katan, look, what they should do is this: they should just get married, become <laughs> king and queen, all right? Oh, man. Dutch, you know, Duke, Duke and Duchess, whatever it needs to be, because Mandalorians and whatnot. Right. And they could just rule together. Just have this nice little Cleopatra, Alexander the Great thing going on, or whoever Cleopatra married, I sure. can't remember. Um, and let 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 those let that kind of go its way. It's almost like what they did with Ray and Kylo. Almost, you know. Almost. They teased yeah. it. They kind of teased it, and then they went away from it, which is fine. But yeah. that could, that could be an option. All right. Here's our next question regarding this conversation. Does this scene mean that Boba doesn't consider himself to be a Mandalorian? You know, 
I, this is almost kind of what we've been saying, mm-hmm. although it's worded differently than our previous questions. I think we're both in the affirmative on this one, Caleb, right? Yes. Yeah, we, we both think he's just I, he doesn't consider himself to be. Yeah. Call me what you want. Yeah. I don't care. I'm Boba Fett. That's all I know. And, that, and that's all I'm worried about. I like it. I like the man, he's a lone wolf. He's just yeah. that he's like he's just cool. I mean, he's Clint Eastwood, man. At the end of the day, he's just <laughs> yeah. awesome. OK, now, after a moment of planning on one of their ships, we see Slave One, the Imperial shuttle flying through hyperspace. Now, anytime we see a ship flying through hyperspace, it always looks cool always it's never looked it's never looked bad it's always looked awesome um so the fact that we get to see two legacy ships flying right behind one another mm. i think is interesting oh, um, it was very and, cool it, it was a very cool shot yeah well done they pulled on the ot strings on that one and i was all i was soaking all of that up <laughs> Man, they pulled on every string you. I think you could in, yes. in Mandalorian season two, which yeah. they pulled on the prequel strings, the sequel. They they pulled on sequel strings yeah. even, and, and some. Okay, it's crazy that they're doing that. And I would like to have a sequel trilogy related conversation in light of Mandalorian at some point in the future. But we only have eight more minutes before <laughs> this man needs to get out of here, so we can shove that one away and put it in a shelf it, and then we'll come back to it another day. Okay. Oh, we'll come now, back to it. We, Oh, yeah. We love the shot. It's a cool shot. But let's go on to the next thing. Uh, Boba says just before exiting hyperspace, power up those shields, princess. I'll put on a good show. I love that. Man. About about <laughs> like, you know, he's going to shoot at them to make it look uh. like they're in a desperate situation. Now they are, but they're going to make it look extra um, mm-hmm. desperate. So Boba has these cool, just the coolest lines at all. Now, do you see any parallels between Han and Leia when he calls her princess? You know, I I never really considered that until I was reading over what you typed out here for us. Honestly, I mean, I get it. I, I, I see. I see where you're going. No, yeah, it, but <laughs> I'm not like a shipper. Like I don't I don't typically ship people. I do in joking. Uh-huh. Like I'm. I mean, with Din and Bogatan, like that would solve all their problems if they just fall uh-huh. in love and solve all their problems. But here in this sense, it's kind of it's almost like Bogatan is playing Leia to Boba's Han. It's just what it looks like to me. And I think that's interesting. Maybe, maybe that was intentional. You look like you have something you've just thought of. That's super funny. Oh, no, no, no. I just, I'm imagining Boba Fett getting in a relationship. I don't see it. It's just kind of comedic no, to me. <laughs> it is. Well, canon- can- canonically, canonically speaking, um, Bo-Katan and, and Boba are about the same age. So although Tamara Morrison's older than Katie Sackhoff, no doubt. <laughs> Cannot canonically speaking, Boba and Bo Katan are roughly the same age, give or take like yeah. six years. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Okay. All right. Now, how yeah, um, says has nope. Man- appreciated, man. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he just hates the idea. I love it. I love it. I think the parallels are there, though. It's clear that whoever wrote this episode, I don't remember who wrote this episode, but. Uh, whoever wrote this one clearly was pulling on those Han and, and Leia strings, I think, just to like, let's have Boba call her a princess. Why not? It's just funny. You know, I think that's all they were trying to do. Get those Empire Strikes Back vibes in here. Royal Farmboy <laughs> is not a fan of this. <laughs> he said, no, just oh, straight up, man. not I a chance. It. I love it. I love it. it. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. Now let's go into this during the boarding process. And we're almost done. During the boarding process, before taking off into hyperspace again, Boba aims his guns backwards and shoots down two TIE fighters. 
can Boba Fett get any cooler? I really don't think so, but man, they're making another show, so they're going to have to somehow. (laughs) They're just trying to wildly pull at everything they could. I just love those shots so much. Uh, That's that's not a pun. It just is an unintentional pun. Now, how has the Mandalorian season two? um, Oh, you know what? We're going to save this for another day. I'm so sorry. Um, This is one of these questions we want to throw out there to our prediction show in the future, because we want to take a look back at Mandalorian season two, as far as our review goes and see how Uh it shaped our, thoughts for uh, boba fett so come back here in a couple weeks and we'll we'll talk about that on our our final show okay i meant to move that one down yes on the 28th i meant to move that one down and that's my bad little behind the scenes mix up it happens all good all right so now last week we asked the question do we expect to see fennec be a sniper or do more close quarter combat in book of boba fett now in chapter 16 we see her exclusively in a close quarter combat situation Based on watching 16 and in comparison to 15 and where we are now, has our, ch- our opinions changed on where we were last week, Caleb? We think it's going to be if, if I remember, thing or the other? If I remember correctly, I felt like I said 50-50. You or, said 50-50. Okay. Yeah. I think, I was leaning, I, I think I'm still there. But I, I think cool. if we're going to get more of one, I think it's going to be close quarter this time. Uh, and I'm leaning back that way. I think initially, okay. if I remember correctly, I was leaning towards – sniper yeah i don't know i can't remember but Mm -hmm. i think i'm leaning more even more into the uh close quarters combat situations all right all right now finally this is the biggest moment of this episode this is the boba moment of the episode we have finally now we've fast forwarded like 30 minutes and we're literally you know boba took off and we we never saw him again until credits rolled (laughs) No, and I, we didn't see, of course, we didn't see him again until after the credits, but, like, I kept watching it to see if Fennec would do anything. And, like, mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, she's not going to do anything except just be cool. Like, she's yeah. going to be Agent May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what <laughs> it looked like to me the whole time. But now we're at the end credits scene. Now, when did we realize this episode wasn't over? For me, um, I, I know for me, it was when the credits rolled and I saw bib fortuna played by matthew wood pop up yeah i think we've talked about this before i think for some reason i I feel like we've had this conversation but i'll go ahead and just remind you and and the listeners it i was told i I saw a tweet that said stick around for the credits i didn't know what was going to be there but it said um you might want to wait on this one don't 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 just click off yeah so i I knew to stick around yeah (laughs) well i knew to stick around too but i was like I feel like there's something else because there was no concept art. Then I saw Matthew Wood's credit. And then it was that I'll speak French. If I want to RFB, I know like three words. All right. Fr- French toast. Oh, gosh. I don't I don't Bonjour. We, <laughs> oui. that's all I got. Croissant. I'll do what I want. It's croissant. <laughs> croissant. Anyway. All right. Now, let's go to the next thing. What was it like to just come back to Jabba's Palace in this moment? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Really no other words to to describe it except beautiful. It made me want to see Solo 2 happen so bad. Yeah. So bad. I still want to see Solo 2, but I was so hoping for it that day. And I know that we've got some Han Solo stuff eventually, but yeah, I disagree on that a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Bib Fortuna, we've mentioned him. You want to see him again or no, Caleb? Uh, I'm good. I, I like the You're moment good? that we had, but I don't feel like the need to to see him again. 
I want to see him again. Okay. I like That's I fair. like Big Fortuna. That's it's fair. this un it's this weird thing in my family where we'll go up to one another and go Daywana Wanga and then that's oh, it. That's great. That's great. Yeah, we just <laughs> at random moments. Okay. Now, two more things. I hope Maddie can hold on. Two more things. She's did good. the ton of did the ton of Boba Fett That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Did the ton of Boba Fett change from the the previous episodes that he was in of Mandalorian? uh did, like did anything change like did we see something in him as a person his personality his character change from the episodes we saw mm. him in previously in mando up to the end credit scene like was there like a switch that was like flipped on you think well in a sense because i think really boba's motives throughout season two of the mandalorian was simply to keep his word about getting grogu back yeah and i think now in the post credit scene Boba is no longer tied to that commitment. He can do the awesome and bad to the bone things that, that Boba Fett is expected to do. So I do think there's a, a flip of the switch, but I don't know necessarily that we, we as an audience got to see that switch happen, but I definitely think they will portray that in this upcoming series. Everything you just said, words <laughs> right out of my mouth. All right. Ditto, 100%. <laughs> All right. And finally, the words, the book of Boba Fett coming December 2021 flash on the screen. Now, Caleb, yeah. I know that when y'all initially reviewed this, y'all 100% talked about this. Yeah. Um, as a crew, I was, I did not unfortunately get to be a part of that conversation. <laughs> I wish I could have been in, in retrospect. Now, two questions. One, did you die after seeing this? And two, if you didn't, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I believe all of us, the OG Mando Talk crew, just, we, were, we were just sitting there watching it. Yeah. We were frozen, and our jaws hit the floor. And I kid you not, typically we would watch an episode and literally we would be like, all right, let's, let's grab a water, whatever you need. Let's go back. Let's start recording. Yeah. After... After that happened, and we were probably going to sit there for a while to soak in the Luke moment again anyway. But then when this end credit scene happened, we literally sat in that room in front of the TV for a solid yeah. 30 minutes having an incredible conversation that our audience will never be able to hear, unfortunately. But we were just trying to wrap our heads around everything that just transpired. And, and that end credit scene just was the cherry on top. Man, some fanboy conversations just don't need a microphone. That's, That's true. <laughs> that'll always be y'all's right there. I know I died. I, yeah. I died. I, I was deceased. I was unalived, <laughs> as the TikTokers like to say. On my couch right here, I was gone, you know? Now, obviously, I'm not dead. Now, did you think you died? I mean, uh, I think I, I did. I was definitely frozen in carbonite, no doubt. Yeah, I had a full-blown <laughs> conniption, as my mother would say. I had a conniption fit. I don't know what a conniption fit is, but I had one and I still have a hard time processing it because knowing it's like going to be here in like yeah. two weeks is just insane to me. Yeah, it is going to be absolutely here. insane to it's me. It's going to be here very quick. And I mean, I can't yep. wait for it to get here and guess what's going to be here really quickly. December 28th, when we start to do our predictions and I kid you not folks, if, if you're still listening, first of all, we greatly appreciate you still listening. But second of all, I think that we're going to have some really great predictions 
really interesting predictions that you definitely want to hear. So make plans December 28th to be here and, and get ready for the Book of Boba Fett one final time, one final Boba festivities that, that we get to just celebrate the character of Boba Fett before we see the events of the Book of Boba Fett transpire. It's absolutely crazy that we're here. I can't wait to do it. And, and yeah, you're right, RFB. I, I need to go get supper with, with my missus. Uh, so, DJ, any final thoughts that you want to share with our audience before we wrap up Boba Festivities number four? I can't believe we did this in 30 minutes. Or I'm mind-blown, honestly. I'm mind-blown. <laughs> well, we, we cut out a lot of good conversation we could have had, for sure. But I do want to say a very special thanks to Brandon Anderson for mm. creating the Christmas Mando Talk Boba Festivities look for, for today. Yeah. And um, always a great behind-the-scenes guy. He may not like The Last Jedi, but <laughs> you know what? A lot of people don't. And I hear to all the people who don't like The Last Jedi, we get it. We heard you move uh -huh. on to all the people who like The Last Jedi. We get it. We heard you move on. It's a movie. Get over it. It's over with. Now let's well, focus on Boba Fett and Christmas. Merry man. Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah. Great. Call. All the things. I'm glad you mentioned Everything. that because I. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but I don't know of another time that we'll be in front of Mike before Christmas. Uh, so, yeah. yes. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone out there that, that listens to us. We are so thankful for you. I know that every every time holidays come around, I, I reflect a lot and I always, always, always think about you guys that listen and DJ, Zach everybody everybody involved yeah uh, so let's keep this thing rolling and i'll tell you what what'll help us keep rolling is subscribe to us on whatever platform you're on uh follow us on whatever socials you're on we would greatly appreciate it but all right that is boba festivities number four we can't wait for boba festivities number five like i said predictions are going to be great come ready those of you that watch live with us come ready with your own predictions and we will discuss these on the stream all right let's wrap it up let's get out of here we hope you have a blessed weekend and yes blue harvest bricks i'm gonna go enjoy no way home and i hope those of you that go and see no way home enjoy it as well all right as always we have spoken <laughs>